Whoop, and I'm joined here today by YNB Collins. <laughs> and we're joined by our other brother via satellite. Rep Ross, yeah. And today we're going to have a nice little conversation between the three of us. Uh, normally when uh, 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 we have only had like the two of us on on uh, a situation where we've talked to each other in the past few days, they had two of us at one wedding, two of us at another wedding. Now we're going to be all three of us to get, have a chance in order to really chit-chat about the goings-on. And the first thing is it all started with arugula. <laughs> Um, so I'll take the charge on the arugula. My concern is pretty simple. When it comes to arugula, it's damn good. And people don't use it as much considering it's a healthier option, a more flavorful option, and a cheaper option. And I was trying to go ahead and tell my cheesy brother, who should be a better cook than me, how to make the best burger. And he made some some, some nonsense. It was just poo-poo, stinky, bad, bad. So go ahead and regale the people on how bad your burger is, Rev. Re regale them with how bad my burger is. What's between your buns? That's, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> is there meat between uh, your buns? Oh my God. Uh, whoa, whoa. It gets worse. Whoa. <laughs> it doesn't get better. First off. I am a rare of arugula, but my my whole argument was that the arugula is a salad topping or a salad ingredient, not a burgers. Jelly is a salad topping too. Are you? Ooh, you need to watch your tone <laughs> and delivery, sir. I did, sir. It's appropriate depending on the circumstance. Oh, it's not at all. Do you want you not want salad with no jelly? At all. <laughs> so our brother said previously, uh, it all starts with the patty. So uh go ahead and describe that patty to us, brother. All right. So basically there are several different like uh ideas, opinions about the patties. Right? And I prescribe to one that you need to have it should be fairly fatty, but with some leanness to it. And so you want to have mostly fat, uh, a, a, a burger that has a lot of fat to it. And then as it slowly gets leaner, so you can have that, that, that flavor, that grit, that that thickness, that, that uh, mm. Girth. richness. That richness in mouthfeel. <laughs> That's what I'm going with. That's the safest thing to say. <laughs> the fact is that Brother Wolf is dying over here. His shirt and his face match. Yeah, he's a darker skin brother, which makes me laugh a whole lot. So, you have this rich meat in your anyway. mouth. <laughs> I, oh, boy. How'd you season it? Anyway. <laughs> You know what? Your guts. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> what? It's a, it's a valid question. How do you season your meat? <laughs> anyway, seasoning. We're going to go ahead. 
and I always used to, I always start off with salt, pepper. Mm. Um, I use, well, I do use white pepper now instead of black pepper. You rub it in or what? Right. <laughs> Onion powder, garlic powder, and a little bit of pepper in there. So you don't massage it in, you just throw it on there and let it go? Like you, you like to do like a blackened crust or you knead it in? It's so you have to well season your your meat, so you're gonna have to like incorporate it precisely into the meat mixture. Do you use your hands, or you use like a like like a like a tool to to mix it you in? You can use a mixer or your hands, whatever one you feel is. No, I'm, I'm saying because you know if the mixer is the one that does it, but if your hands do it better, right? Like I said, whatever you feel is appropriate. You you giving the recipe, goofball? I am giving the recipe, but I'm saying you can do either one. Fair enough. All right. Well, we, we know you're gonna lose. Mm -hmm. so keep going. I'm gonna lose. I'm not losing. I'm just doing a good burger. Anyway, you toast your buns. Um, and you really want to judge your buns based on what type of like, kind of what type of burger you're going for. If it's going to be a little bit less fatty, you want to have one that um, definitely softer. Your buns go right? ahead and... It, if, it's, it, if, it's, if it's more fatty, you, you want to have it to be a little bit more crunchy. You want uh, to have soft bread will just turn a mush after it absorbs some of all that, all that juice and all that good um, flavor that comes from that patty. Mm. So, like... If you're doing something that I've like with the recipe that I've gone for, you can go with like a nice uh, pretzel bun. A nice what? You know that pretzel bun? Oh, pretzel. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Oh yeah, my burger gonna be so much better than yours. I'm wow. saying you can go with a pretzel bun. I'm, I'm just That's saying. It's not necessarily one you want to have to go with. I, I'm just saying I that my with, brother is gonna go ahead. I go with. It, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm winning the championship, bro. Your your burger is extra extra. I don't trust these people at the uh, the cookout burger. This is just the most basic. Oh <laughs> okay, sure. If I made you my burger and you ate it, you would be like, "This is delicious." I need to put more of this in my face. That's a negative, girl. Right? No, 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 no. That's not a negative. That's a hundred percent a positive because I've. I knew it. You know what? That my burger is better than yours. I, I knew you would be like, I need to put this in my face. No, that's not how you eat. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So you will be like, oh my god, that smells so good. It gotta taste good. It's gonna taste so good. Oh my god. I mean, wow. I'm fat. I would probably eat both burgers, yes. <laughs> but I'm saying my burger is gonna be better than yours. I don't think that's. Possible, but okay. Mm. All right, all right. So, what else you got on yours, boss? Um, very, very cheap, very simple when it comes to like additional ingredients and, and condiments. You're just gonna go ahead and you're gonna put some just some good mayonnaise on there after you toast your bun, some ketchup, a little bit of mustard. If you like cheese, you can throw some cheese on there. Whatever. As far as other ingredients, you're gonna have some green leaf lettuce. Right, a nice healthy thick slice of tomatoes, some red onions, 
and some of some uh some good bread and butter pickles i would go with the wickle pickles that that's it so now we've we've created this burger we got all this juicy meat it's all dripping everywhere gonna be hand sloppy goodness you're gonna take your bite and that's it nothing else that we got to add nothing fancy no torching it no whipped cream no nothing just here's the burger and go yeah all right so brother wolf you got to be the the the, the tiebreaker what say you so far what's your preliminary rating I'm gonna say based off of the description and how I could imagine it, um, I'm gonna say it's probably like around a, a eight, an eight. Uh, All right, so you making me bring eight plus game. All right. <laughs> All right. So you ready? <laughs> Step one: you go up to the ref and you handshake them and you palm the twenty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> and when you shake their hand. You look at it with the wink, wink, <laughs> and it doesn't matter after that. You won. <laughs> but if that's not an option, we start off with the best. And the best burger is a juicy burger, but to make a juicy burger, you need worse quality meat than you realize. So my meat, my patty, will be juicy, delicious, and dripping meat. It will go ahead and be 70-30, not 80-20. So half of it will be 70-30 beef, then it'll be pork. And if you can't do pork, we'll substitute it. You know, everybody got their dietary choices, but pork will generate the fat that you want to make it happen. Cook that, you're browning it, you're not going ahead and doing much seasoning, you're doing salt, a little bit of pepper, maybe, maybe something else, depending on what you want to do. All the other flavors will be added in piecemeal. So... Now what you do is drain that. You're going to use that fat, and you're going to use that to toast your buns. It's going to be amazing. And you're going to save some of that, and you're going to keep it on like a double boiler. And when you're done, because you're going to use brioche bread, and that's going to be amazeballs. You're going to take it, get the uh, brush on, and you're going to go ahead and gloss the outside so it'll be nice and br- bristling, reflective, <clears throat> shine bright like a diamond, as the line goes. But we got to go ahead and finish up. Tomatoes are yes, but we don't do beefsteak tomatoes because all you do is take a bite and the shit slides out your damn burger. We mince up some Roma tomatoes. Roma are the sweet tomatoes. They're the good tomatoes. And you only need one, half of one to go ahead and cover it. So chop it up, dice it up. That's going to be layer one. You're going to use butter, butter lettuce, and arugula. The butter lettuce will go ahead and catch everything. It's going to be on the bottom part of the burger. It's going to be, the meat's going to be nestled inside. So you're saying two different forms of lettuce. Yeah, yeah. Unconventional, interesting. The butter lettuce is what's going to hold the patty, but the the arugula tastes like pepper, and it's going to go ahead and hold it all together. Then once you have that, you go ahead and put your, it'll be, so wait, let me back up for a second. So step number one, we're using brioche bread. We're going to use the fat that we made from the patty to go ahead and gloss that up. We're going to have a garlic aioli, and that's why we didn't put any garlic in the patty. We're going to have a garlic aioli, and we're going to put that on to the lower half of the, uh, of the, of the bun. On the top half of the bun, you're going to go ahead and do what? 
a, a, a Dijon mustard. You want a little bit of zing, a little bit of spice. As much as I love Grey Poupon and others, you want to go ahead and have that hit so that way you catch all your notes and it'll complement great with the arugula. Now, once that's done, uh, cheese of your choice. I'm a huge fan of Swiss, but if you're going to go to the next level, you got to go Gruyere. It's a decent melty cheese. It'd be a little bit more expensive, but we're making a damn good burger, not a I eat burger like some people on the podcast. So, <clears throat> we now have bottom bread, butted up with all the fat that we use. We have the garlic aioli on the bottom. We have the butter lettuce, and then nestled inside the lettuce will be a little bit of arugula. The patties inside, on top of the patty, will be the <clears throat> the cheese on the actual patty itself because that melting is wonderful. And like I said, Gruyere. On top of that is going to be your tomatoes. Then you're going to go ahead and slice some real thick red onion and go ahead and have that on there. And the last thing you go ahead and do is you don't have a pickle. Instead, you go ahead and pickle some red and yellow bell peppers and serve that whole with your, your burger. That's the burger you want. Um, that sounds like a whole lot of effort. Mm, I, I, I'm sorry, you've eaten Jello before, and I've seen you do it. That was a gooey mess, but you ate it. I had a comeback. I was going to say something, but it was inappropriate. Was, so I'm going to do that. massaging me earlier. I'm watching my tone and my delivery. About time, Rev. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You, if you're going to make a great burger, cool. If you're going to make a regular basic burger, that's fine. You know, like we all got to eat. I, mean, uh, I don't disagree with some of the things you did. I do disagree with some of with some of it, but I mean. I think you make a, a passable burger. Passable? Oh, come on, slap you with the spatula. <laughs> you lucky I love my brother, but can't Rev, kill Abel. You, can't kill Abel. Remember Rev, that? If you were here, you should have started looking. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? So you're going to move on to something I want to see. <clears throat> One thing I wanted to ask you when I saw you at the wedding, Rev, there's some things I want to see out of the world for 2024. So besides like world peace and all that stuff, let me go ahead and be low budget right quick. For 2024, one of the things I want to see is Drake catch a charge. What? <laughs> like a full charge? I want to see Drake catch a charge for two reasons. One, it, it depending on how he handles it, will be amazing. It'll officially solidify him as the best ever or we can put it into it and we can just throw him away. Like, when DMX is like, nah, he can't jump him in the elevator. Let Drake catch a charge and let him deal with it well. Imagine what that would do for, for the mythos of Drake. I mean, I'm looking at... You, I'm, you see, it's weird because sometimes you feel like you bury team life team and then sometimes you feel like, like you're not. Yeah, like that That was real petty against a light skin on no, no, your No, no, it's not petty. Like I said, I believe he's going to beat it. He's going to beat that charge, and he's going to be able to flip it. Like, case in point, um, do you remember the track he made with Meek Mill and Jeremy? Amen? Yeah. Bought my partner a plane. So much, uh, bought my uh, partner some cane so much it came with a plane. Okay. Bought my partner uh, I, I some dope so much it came with a boat. So imagine Drake gets caught doing that stuff. 
And you all I've heard as far as people in the news, Young Thug's been in the news for how long? Over the same tri- trial. So imagine if Drake beats that. I mean, I'm just thinking of like recently. There's been a lot of talk about you know Diddy and you know. I'm about to say Diddy's of, not yeah Diddy's yeah, nonsense is bad too. Yeah, and then there's been talk about Jay Z and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, they they've been going down one behind the other, behind the other, behind the other. And, I mean, and is it bull? As in we're trying to go ahead and do a money grab because it's a convenient and easy way to do it? Because I mean, remember, Drake already beat the hot sauce in the condom incident. Yeah. But most people thought that was kind of ingenious, actually. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> I mean, actually, it was... <laughs> well. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. Imagine that for a second. Drake gets a charge, whatever it is. Like, let's let's make it one simpler. Drake's, you know, leaving with, you know, his aunt. He, not even an entourage. It's like, it's the end of the night. He's gotten paid already. And remember, he's not carrying around stacks of cash like the baby. That is direct deposit in his bank. He ain't got to carry nothing with him. So, you know, he's leaving the club. He's a little tired. Maybe he has a little honey dip with him. And, like, it's his agent, his bodyguard, and maybe, the you know, two other artists he performed with, right? They leaving. And it was a small venue, just like, you know, a small favor to somebody. Somebody come up to him. Yo, blah, blah, blah. Don't like you, man. And goes to punch Drake, and Drake knocks him out like it's an involuntary manslaughter charge and beats it. I want to. I, I would. It would be curious to see where we stand on the justice system. What would this do for his career? I'm and, just trying to imagine Drake punching somebody and not going. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Aubrey alone. You don't know what he can or can't do. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about it the same time. I, I don't know why I keep thinking about the young ducks, young bucks, uh, kicking CM Punk's door down and then slapping their leg. <laughs> so it's like a similar thing. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I I don't really know if that would be the, like Drake normally keeps himself out of that kind of trouble. Yeah. I, I, I can see w- where you're going with it, but, like, I'd almost feel as though that would be a situation in which somebody uh, goes to punch Drake and instead, like, Lil Wayne backhands him. <laughs> I mean, fair, but it's just one of those, I'm waiting to see what would happen. I, I, it's just a, a, a passing curiosity. Very whimsical. Just wonder what would happen, you know what I mean? Because there's some people you okay. know we're not going to test, you know what I mean? And I, I'm, I'm not going to go ahead and pretend. I'm not going to push him. i just, good evening, sir. How are you doing? And keep it moving. Because I'm not trying to go ahead. Like, remember when T.I. was first coming up, everybody knew Pimp Squad Click loved to fight. Everybody knew there was going to be some nonsense. So you kind of let them go that way. You know what I mean? So that's just something I'd want to see. Well, <laughs> you got something else you want to add to that, Brother Wolf? No. I, I mean, uh, that would be To the concept, not to that one. I, not, not that's. No, I really can't think that I could think of uh, anything dealing with uh, that particular uh, concept. Well, I mean, not to do with Drake, but I would like to see uh, more stars doing, like, I don't know, supporting 
actually know it. I'd like to see less stars in general. That's what I want to see. Less stars, period. Less fewer famous people. Well, wait, fewer less famous what? people. Oh, that's what I want to see. Less reduction in it, yeah. Fewer famous people. I mean, by essence, I, I guess that's good because uh, if you have too many famous people, then nobody's really famous. But if you have less famous people, then more people get to be ultra famous, I guess. Which is a good point. Like, it's going to be men or max, not uh, a, a healthy in between. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, there are some people that the reason why I have concern with that is because, let's be real, as a member owned company, we want to blow up. That would be amazing and wonderful for us and all that kind of stuff. So are we going to wish ill on people who are doing the same thing we want to do? We're literally going to go ahead and cut ourselves off at the feet or cut off our possible options. No, no, no. I'm, I might be a thing. That's, but that's not what I mean by that. It's just, there's a lot of people out here that are like, like a lot of like mini stars so that people want to go cancel with people and stuff like that and, and bother people like, just no, just leave these people alone. Let them have their 15 minutes and let them fade away. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get it. I mean, what what else can we do about it? I mean, some people you don't go ahead and feed into their bowl, but the problem is, is that social media is the new currency. And if we can monetize that, you know, why wouldn't you? Like, I mean, I was, so, was uh, listening to an interview about a young lady who did OnlyFans, and from OnlyFans, she learned how to do editing, and from editing, she learned how to go ahead and own her own company, and then she started doing other stuff and got out of the OnlyFans, so that way she didn't have to rely on that and let that be the standard of her life, but she learned other valuable skills. You know what I mean? Imagine this. Yeah, I've, imagine... Heard a bunch of, I've heard a bunch of OnlyFans stories like those. Girls did OnlyFans for a little bit and then took her ratings and learned how to manipulate them on the stock market. Now she's a, a, a regular broker. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Like, imagine it's this... madness what's going to happen for us. Imagine this for but a again, second. But again, that's what they got in. You got the guy with the cancel for their fame. Shut up. They didn't stay famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. Like I said, imagine for a second we do the crazy thing and we don't blow up, but the skills we learn from how to manage the podcast, from the management of it, the the, the, the editing, the audio, all that kind of stuff... We help somebody else, and all of a sudden, we start doing this, and that becomes our new career because right. we're audio guys now, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be, as a thought, but, you know, whatever. So I mean, I know several people have asked, you know, about, well, you know, how do I start my own podcast? You know, they've been asking me questions and stuff like that. I direct them to the website, you know. I'm like, go ahead and get your start there. Uh, it, they, they have a lot of tools available in order for you to use and look at, you know, directly available from our whole site you know yeah. so that's it yeah fair enough mm -hmm. well it's just uh, it feels like uh, people get famous and then like when they stay famous it gets to a point where they're now doing ridiculous things to take fame instead of okay that was good while it lasted I made what I made while I was there. I'm done. You know, like I know, part of the problem is 
America, I, and I'd argue the West to an extent, we've no longer jumped the shark. We've we've jumped the Sharknado. It's just it's patently ridiculous now. You know what I mean? I mean, I still remember, and it wasn't. It's not that far fetched when uh when uh, Dave Chappelle did uh, make another band, and it had like uh, Diddy on the back of another guy. Like sitting up there yeah. eating a sandwich and stuff like that. I mean, that was a perfect, good, great, great point. You know what I mean? Right, right. It, it's just the fact that there's, there's certain people that, you know, fame gets to the point where they no longer even behave in a way in which you would consider to be human. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Apropos, what I mean? I see people that react well to fame. Or who like their their fame has not really affected them, but it seems to be so few and far in between that it's it's frightening for me sometimes to think about. And you see people like I don't know. I, I don't want to use Kanye as an example, but I mean we we watched his entire career. Well, to an extent, we watched a man grow up. Like watched him grow up and go through crazy stuff. I mean, let's be real, like, uh, once his mother passed, we knew things were going to change, and I mean, I've said it myself, when my mom passed, that hurt, because now I knew for sure, and excuse my French, coveted kids is, the one motherfucker who I knew loved me, even if they didn't necessarily express it the best, is no longer here, so who else loves me, you know what I mean? Who else is going to protect me or care for me like that person? That is I mean, a sobering moment, and and, and I'm gonna tell you something. And brother, you you, uh, I, I could be wrong about this, but I I actually think that I may be right. Is I think you, even though you don't have his money, you had a better support system around you than Kanye had. And I'm just being honest because you have people around you that I feel as though um, he didn't have people around him that were there in order to really look out for him. At that moment. Oh no no, agreed. I was watching a great interview yeah, with yeah, Fat Joe. People that were there with their their own advancement of their careers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the interview I saw with Fat Joe, he's like, the people who stole from me most wasn't the stick up kid around the corner. It was people who were on with briefcases, smiles, and three piece suits. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden the bank calls him, you know. Uh, we, we're missing this. We're missing this. You're late on your payment. He's like, no, XYZ's got this. And all of a sudden, boom, all the money's not where it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? And I mean, with, but, uh, it's, I mean everyone jokes about this dude in the comedy, comedy scene, but that's what happened to Dane Cook. Yeah, his brother Dane stole Cook how got much real money? Hot. He got real rich real quick. And the person he, had, he trusted closest to him was robbing him blind. Yeah, his brother did him completely dirty. You know, right. and 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 to yeah, so. give credit where credit is due. So, sappy moment and all that stuff, uh, gentlemen, both of you, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> to if we're gonna quote Kanye, I miss the old Kanye. I miss the old Kanye. <laughs> Nobody gets the flowers when they can still smell them. Rev, when you came through and tried to help me, uh, help me clean up Monica's place. Thank you. You know what I mean, brother Wolf. You did the same thing, and it was just one of those. Everything landed on me. I'm trying to figure out succession. I'm trying to figure out paperwork. I got my own life to live, but I have to stop it to try and within a week's time solve all this. That is not fun. Right. So, you know, and I mean, 
this young man who not. <laughs> I mean, all of the likes was a great backhanded apology, but it's one of those. What do you do when you don't know how to deal with it? I mean, that's one of the things we had talked about for the longest when it came to helicopter money and the lottery. You've not learned how to manage wealth, so when you get all this money, you don't know how to act. Right. You know, you're not acting in public the same way. So, yeah. So, I'm sure, J. Cole said it best. I hope the brother gets the help he needs. Definitely. You know? Yeah. I was the only one that was looking at the situation going, not that I missed the old Kanye, but I'm worried about the new Kanye. You know what I mean? Like, what does this actually mean for Kanye? I mean, I'd argue they're one and the same because to be the new Kanye or this new Kanye, because we want to do the timeline argument, this new Kanye Mm -hmm. separated from the old Kanye. Something happened. You know what I mean? Now, if he was the new Kanye and he found Jesus, cool. Not mad at that. If you're the new Kanye and you're just, you you did the, the Chappelle thing, went to Africa, chilled for a bit and came back. Cool. You know? All right. All, all that stuff is still stuff we would have appreciated. Old Kanye is talking about we don't like how the new Kanye is acting out. So I'm going to just make that one subtle argument uh, in regards to. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I really think that it was just a situation in which um, um, it, it, I think that, like you said, maybe the old Kanye wouldn't have been able to go through and I'm using quotes around old Kanye, wouldn't have been able to uh, go through the stuff in which the new Kanye came out of. Because remember, that Kanye didn't have kids. That Kanye didn't have the relationship that he later on uh, developed, uh, you know. So there was a certain megastar level that hit that Kanye in order to propel him to the point in which he in which he's at it, it wasn't just you know a, a, the tragedy of events that that started him down that road I think it was the continuation of events that continued to happen even after he went that hole either that or we just got rid of the Kardashians well remember he didn't pick up a Kardashian until after he became the person in which he was later you know, I, I understand, but I'm thinking there was some behind the scenes. We don't know the full timeline. Yeah, that that is true. They may be, although I really don't think he was in the same circles. I want to say because I don't think. I don't know, man. That's hard to tell. I mean, you were in the same circles as Jay Z at the time. Wait, so, repeat that, please. You're in the same circles like Jay Z at the time. You know what I mean? I, I just don't think that Jay-Z and Beyonce circle is related to, like, the Kim Kardashian, Chris uh, Jenner, um, you know, those, those kind of, you know, circles. I, I, I think those are, like, separate Hollywood groups. Is is just the two don't look like they click to me. You know, I, maybe I don't know any better. I don't think those two, I don't think those two stars click. Because those two stars don't click. Yeah, I, but I, I don't I, think they're in different groups, like social circles. Right, right. I, I don't I mean? think it's that the fact that they don't like each other. I, I just don't think that they oh, just. Oh, I think they don't like each other. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. I think Beyonce can't stand Kim K. 
I, I just, it just, it's the head cannon. What, what makes, I got wait, no wait, proof on this. Wait, wait, wait. What, what makes you feel that? You, you say no proof, cool, whatever. What is your, how do you tie one to two? You, it's just a, a gut feeling that that's all you got? Um, it really has to do with like how Kim, how the Kardashians kind of like appropriate blackness sometimes. Sometimes. It feels like, Sometimes it feels like like established black artists don't really want to be around. Like, is Travis Scott the that, only one to still come out decent so far? I believe so, but it's like it's like the people that like uh, the same, you know, they want our rhythm, but they don't want our blues. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's a hundred percent the Kardashians. And but to be fair, to be fair. Why did you create Mewtwo? Why why would I have the bullshit when I can just have the good shit? Like, let's be honest. I'm not part of it is that you someone argue you need the blues to appreciate, you know, the the, the wonderful days. But if I could go without it, that that sounds fine. I'm I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Wisdom is knowing that you need both of them. Well, you know, I'm <clears throat> That's just my uh, quick thoughts on that one. So, but yeah, like I said, I, I got no, I got no uh, proof on it. It's just, it's just, I'm not. I have this like head tendency where like every time like MK was mentioned like around B, she has this like uncontrollable eye roll. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like every time it's that eye roll of a black woman like oh that bitch oh no 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 you know what uh, I mean what's the the, the the dinner with Sophia Loren uh, with Jane Masden or whatever when she's like her 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 decolletage is very exposed and Sophia Loren's like bitch there's ways to do this and this ain't it like there's a famous <laughs> dinner picture and it's that eye roll you're talking about yeah yeah that's it that's it <laughs> I mean, so wait, here's another one that concerns me. Speaking of eye rolls and people that you know just not going to get it, I'm not going to talk about one easy one, but we're going to talk about another easy one. Is Amber Heard done with in, in Hollywood? Because I saw oh. a picture of Jason Momoa, and he was like, I'm going to just stand over here. You're like, that's your co-star. No, it's not. <laughs> I was like, jeez. So, I mean... And look, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I did not go through what she went through, so I cannot say how much is true or not true. They had a very toxic relationship between the two of them. Well, I mean, my concern is, is that if it's toxic, why are you staying in it? And and that's true. You can't be in a relationship to know what the good times were like. We all see the bad times. Yeah. But uh, I mean, even though it, you don't know who's, you can't say it was this person's fault. You can't say it was that person's fault. There, there, are two different sides to every story. But what can be agreed on was it was a humongously toxic relationship that neither one of them should have stayed in as long as they did. I agree with that one. That that was an easy one. Yeah, and you know, that, that's a that's a fair statement. And the, and the thing Brother is, Wolf, and the thing is, Jason Momoa was sitting up there and he said, yeah, I just, I couldn't be co-stars with somebody 
he he towards the end of shooting of Aquaman two, uh, he was he didn't even want to be in the same like scenes with her and anything Jeez. like that. Like that was that was widely televised on there. Like they had to change some of the movie in order to go ahead and and put it together because he didn't want to be in some of the things with her. So you got one of the most attractive it's weird because Jason is one of the most well liked actors yeah. at that level. Like <laughs> that, that is that was very for for like, you to look at that and hear that that was damning, you yeah, know. Yeah, you got a a well-liked attractive man who hasn't lost sight of himself and is I wouldn't say approachable per, per se but still gives off a air of kindness and familiarity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't like nothing to do with her. Get her away from me. Right. Like, that's bad. Like, are people losing their sense of self-awareness to be like, this isn't what we want to do with the world? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I, I'm worried about people in general because it's just people are very much more self-focused. Which, Which, I mean, I have no problem with making sure not, you it's survive. Not too bad, but yeah, yeah, ensuring you survive is no issue. It's just we are we we build community for a reason. We yeah. are long, despite what people like to accuse you. The humans are pack animals. We create societies because we need society. I mean. So wait, let me make you laugh at this one. There's a cat who got in my face who uh, I had to deny him because his ID was incorrect. And you know I'm a rather large individual. And he got in my face, and this dude was not in any manner intimidating. And he got in my face like he was going to do something. And I just had to laugh because I was like, what do you think is going to happen if you attack me? Like, like seriously, Rev. And I mean, I know you've seen this in retail and in, in the service industry as well, but there are people who are willing to go to the next level and be like, have you really thought this through? It's jail time or injury. There's no positivity out there for you. You know what I mean? I don't think people understand. Well, let, let me, let me, let me come back to that. It's not that they don't understand. It's that the consequence of physical violence seems to be absent from their brains because of society. Because it's been frowned upon to just knock somebody out. But sometimes some people need to be knocked out. I don't know. They didn't, they didn't learn the lessons at home that you can't get away with certain things. We need to be at least polite to each other in society. And sometimes they need to be reinforced by getting themselves knocked out. And that's, I, I don't know if I sincerely believe that, but I feel that way a lot. That might come to my proximity of dealing with the public in my day job. So I guess the concern I have is this, is that back in older times, what would happen? Somebody acted out the community, whatever community it was, white, black, Asian, religious, whatever, your community would go ahead and correct, 
damn and shame the behavior. And we wouldn't have to go ahead and do that anymore. Like, what's one of the classic ones? <clears throat> You're acting bad. Your neighbor sees you, beats you behind, calls your mom and be like, yeah, uh, I saw XYZ doing this. I beat his behind, but I'm, 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 he's on my porch right now when you get home so you can beat his behind too. You know? And, and, and corrective action was immediately taken. Yeah, I think that's something that's missing is the community aspect of it. Uh, well, well, the community aspect and the ability to intervene. Because nowadays it's the whole lot of, why are you in my business? Yeah, you that know? is true. I mean, I I remember the, the other day, I had a guy that was in the store, and, uh, you know, I was, I was telling him that, you know, it, obviously he, he had already stuffed stuff in his bag. This is one of those guys that was right in front of you and they just started taking stuff and they you know started putting it in their bag right there in front of you they wasn't caring you know that you were standing there and so i and so i i told him i said man why are you doing this to your community why are you doing this to you know uh, to to your people to your own neighborhood and he was like I don't care about none of these people. I don't care about this. And then I said, so you, you're saying that you don't care about the city because all you're doing is raising prices and, you you know, causing it. And he said, no, I don't give a damn about this city or anything like that. And I said, if you feel that way, why are you still here? And then he said, man, F this city. And I said, uh, that that's the problem. You shouldn't be here if you don't want to be here. This is a free world. Go wherever the hell you want to go if you don't like you know the community all you're doing is dragging it down if you don't like the city all you're doing is dragging it down so wait let me go to something that i thought was uh completely frightening and i kind of agree with uh i'm gonna throw this to rev ross first because i know he's gonna have something smart else to say about it what were your thoughts in regards to various cities busing their undesired undesirable in their indigent populations away to other places. Rev? I... Hmm. I was not... I was not comfortable with it at all. But I do believe that public servants have responsibility to the public that they're supposed to be serving. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious that no one in public service nowadays believes that. So I might be just a little bit out of touch with the reality of public servants. What's that you, brother? <clears throat> What's that you, brother Wolf? Well, I I think what it is is uh, there has been a shift from public service, meaning that you're protecting the entire public to the fact that you are just protecting your particular portion of the public that you you look out for the interest of. Yeah, defining your constituency. That I, I think that's been a shift. It used to be that when a, when a person was elected over a group, they would say, I am in charge of making this entire group, you know, uh, doing what's best for this entire group of people. Now you have it that I am just in charge of doing what's best for the group of people that got me elected. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's been the 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 change. Uh, I I believe it's been over maybe the last I want to say ten years 
it, it, it we can't completely blame uh, blame uh, Trump for that one. I, I do want to say that things were changing before Trump came in office. So let me hit you with a real one, and I think you'll agree with this as well, both of you. Uh, New Orleans is a very distinct city, and it can chew you up. Yeah. Uh, the amount of people I know who have addiction problems to whatever narcotic, it's frightening. And you know, like I know, relapse is going to be a thing. Right. And if you have individuals who are, you know, let's say they were on skid row or they're indigent or they're whatever, you know, you pack them with $500, a one-way bus ticket to another place, maybe it's possible they could actually start over because they don't have the same evils pulling them down. Is I mean, that's, that's how I try to view it. It's also, it's like, once they're out of my face, they're not, probably not coming back. And, I mean, it's messed up, but, I mean, you vote with your feet, right? If I, and it, going to what Rev Ross said, you've literally got rid of the constituency who doesn't like you and improve your constituency. It's a, the new gerrymandering? Yeah. But how else are you supposed to solve the problem? You got this one dude who's... <laughs> did Brother Wolf tell you about... did at the store the other day. <laughs> Rev Ross, did Brother Wolf tell you what happened at the store the other day? No, please, elaborate. <laughs> so they had a gentleman that was in the Why store. Why do you keep using gentlemen? <laughs> Why do you keep using gentlemen? We this is not a, this is a motherfucker at best. <laughs> so this person, who by the way has been back, of course. This, uh, this this person um, came into the store and he always frequents the alcohol in the store. He comes in, he grabs whatever cases of uh, alcohol, uh, cases of beer that we have uh, in the uh, beer freezer. And it's not that far from the front door. It, well, I changed that. It's across the entire store, but it's still at the front of the store. He goes straight over there, grabs that, gets uh, two or three 12 packs or six packs or whatever, uh, and then walks out the door. So this time I decided to tell him, I said, man, what do, uh, I said, what are you doing? I've been told you need to get off of this stuff, man. Stop doing what you're doing to the community. That's what I told him. And he said, he said, man, I don't care about all of this and everything like that. So he takes him, he walks by me. The first time he walks to the side of me and I get into his way again. And then he said, he said, man, just uh, just move out the way. I'm going to do whatever the heck it is I'm going to do for my community. I, I, I don't care about my community or anything like that. And so he takes him, walks over further to the side to me and he didn't know what I knew, which was I saw my brother had already moved from around there because... I was no longer at the register, but I was at the front door. He was at the front door. So the guy starts walking towards the front door, and at the last minute, he realizes there was somebody directly in the way of him getting outside of the store with his ill-gotten gains. Oh, he ain't got and, him yet. And, <laughs> and so... He goes towards it, and he realizes that person is not moving, and then he looks straight up to him. 
<laughs> so, so then, of course, Colin sits up there and lets him know, put that down. And the guy says, looks at him, puts it down, <laughs> and then walks off. <laughs> no, 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 you even got the part where he tried to shuck a job and said, no, nah, put it down, it's not yours. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Because the, the funny part was, part of the backstory is, Apparently, this gentleman is, you know, I got a problem, man. You know, you got to call yeah. the people on me. You got to call them on me. Uh, you know, it just, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> call them and let them get you. Know, I'm like, like, just wait around for a few minutes. They'll be here. They'll be, they'll be here. They'll, like, you, they'll you, be here. You're talking <laughs> about the side of your, your, your side of your ass, you know what I mean? Right. But I put it down. Mm-hmm. And I made him put it down and I let him go. You know what I mean? He didn't commit a crime at that point. But I'm just like, bruh, you are like we talked about with shoplifting, you're going to force these companies to make it to where you don't have to have anything. We're getting we're, <clears throat> we're getting closer and closer to the end of cash. Would you agree with that? Yes. And what's going to happen is everything's going to be electronic, and we're going to have a forcible push. We're going to have a new. We're going to we're going to get closer to four classes. We're going to have uh, the upper class, which is the elite and the wealthy, then the middle class and the doing well for themselves, like one good fuck up and they can go ahead and go down. Then you're going to have the lower class who are barely getting by and they are in debt, but they're not in enough debt to be thrown on the street. And you're going to have people who are, they don't have basic services. They're like, they, they don't have social security numbers and whatnot. Because if you can't bank... You don't matter at this point. You know what I mean? And that's going to happen. We're going to start having people. You can't beg for a dollar because you need to have a chip to transfer money. You know what I mean? Like when I'm in the bar Mm -hmm. all the time, I see people saying, man, I'll Venmo you back for this. You know what I mean? I don't see people saying, man, here's a five, you know, put it on your card and do that. No. Everything's electronic nowadays. You are. I mean, they had a guy that was sitting up there asking for money outside of the store the other day. And a lady walked by him and was like, nobody has cash in New Orleans anymore. Yeah. Nobody walks around with that stuff anymore. Like, they're like you know, you, you got to, unless you got a cash app or something that you got in, on the phone or something like that, don't even make any sense to beg for any money right now. You better off begging for a product. Right. Man, I need some milk for the child. I need some diapers for the child. Right. I need $3 to go ahead and get you know, some hot dogs, some chili, some weenies, and I can feed the family, whatever the case may be, you know? Well, no, I, I, I agree. Well, just making sure I wasn't missing something, because I can hear your rumination. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's so much going on. Let me rephrase. There is not as much as going on that has not always been going on we are just more cognizant of how much is going on all the time and how much interconnect with our lives at least it's kind of how i feel i mean look man i like i said i'm looking at 2024 i'm hoping I haven't figured out if I want full speed ahead or to slow down because I don't feel like I'm never going to be able to catch up. I don't know if I should try and, like, start a new or, you know, does that make sense? Yes. Like, case in point, 
How and this is more toward Brother Wolf than anybody because he's the one who's the spacefaring one. How far do you think a Mars colony is going to be? I mean, I like I said, I don't think a Mars colony is that far off. I, I brought up this before. Um, I'm not sure if it was a published podcast or a non-published podcast, but uh, I really don't think it's it's that far off. The the issue is. Um, uh, my brothers have mentioned this before. They're worried about the same bull crap following us to Mars, and that's the issue that they have, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, if that's the case, imagine you could, like, like I just talked about, you know, shipping the indigents and so forth. Imagine you go to, to Mars, start anew, and you're a whole new person. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure the Mars Social Security number system will be different from the Earth Social Security number system. You know what you're talking about is kind of like the future that Total Recall had, whereas I they know. had the, uh, I know the, they had the the uh, people that three were three titties. The people that were extremely indigent set up the colony on Mars, and uh, eventually, on the movie, they wind up rebelling. But yeah, you know, basically that was it. I mean, it is what it is. It's not that I have to like it; I have to be aware of it. You know, right. So, Rev, any other thoughts? I mean, Mars will be a a situation that just winds up becoming like the U.S. It becomes a place where people try to go to get away, and then eventually they'll have enough people there that they'll be like, we don't need to be attached to the Earth anymore. And then they'll declare their independence and that they are an independent planet. And then the Earth would be like, well, I mean, how? And then that'll be a big thing. And then, then eventually that'll not be a thing. So I guess the easier question is this. What is your biggest fear going into 2024? Because you said you wanted less stars. So you want less, I'm guessing you want people to be less you want lesser negative influences. Would that be a fair statement? Yes. So what's your fears? What would drop that back? What's something that you don't want to happen? What's something that I don't want to happen? Or something you do. Hmm. Give me a moment to ruminate on that one. Fair enough. Because there's a. Because I, I, I don't want the utter and total breakdown of society. I don't want that to happen. Um, but there, 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 there definitely needs to be a reshaping of how things work. What say you, brother? Well, since he's got to think about it. I mean, uh, I think that's uh, um, piggybacking almost off of what Rev said. I think it would do uh, everybody a little bit of good for uh, people to go, uh, I would say, uh, more down to earth with their with, with their thoughts. Uh, I think that it may propel us in order to go into the next stage of our societal growth if we uh, work towards that, you know? Oh, so 
I was about to go ahead and agree, then I realized something. What is the next phase of our societal growth? Because I don't know where we're going. Because at this point, mm-hmm. we're in a quaternary society. We're an information society now. What's right. the next phase? Well, I, I think generally, um, remember uh, when we talked about the Kardashev scale, right? Uh-huh. Remember when we talked about it? So our next stage of growth would be towards being a space-faring uh, society, correct? If we're if we're gonna go with the Kardashev scale, I thought the Kardashev scale. And this is where I'm I'm the ignorant one, so you gotta correct me and help guide me along. <laughs> I thought the Kardashev scale. The first part was to harness the energy on the planet before you were spacefaring, or they just spacefaring. That I can't remember the order. Well, yeah, you know no, what? The spacefaring. Picturing yeah. is not a type of society on a particle scale. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it, you are correct. The uh, the next stage would be to f- to harness the power of the planet, and I think the best way to harness the power of the planet would be for us to go towards a more um, down to earth society, and that's that's how. And if we focus more on uh, what may be good for not just ourselves, but also our fellow man, uh, I do believe that we will get to that stage. So one thing that I think that we all agree on is that since there's more than one way to skin a cat, how do you get dichotomies in agreement? Compromise. You believe in that? No. <laughs> oh, you jumped clean in, Rev. So I can, I'm going to shut up and let y'all two go at it. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I believe in that. Because if you remember, one of the foundations of our country was to have uh, both uh, both one section of society uh, that believed in a federalist uh version of government in another section which believed in a um, democratic republic version of our government to reach together and negotiate a way in order to best strive our country forward and I think that that was the foundations of our country Is, is that something that we can agree on Rev? Your wording is a little bit hard for me to parse. So I'm going to tentatively agree because I'm trying to break it apart and understand it at its basic level. So, so what, I, what I get is this. What you're saying is that one of the founding ideals of our country is that these two opposing ideas uh, would have to work together. Correct. All right. All right. So that was technically, I believe you're right, but systemically, you're wrong. Because the system was, was built for whichever one would win if they could amass enough wins they would continue to win forever in perpetuity so it was really as long as they were an ability for them to like 
win back and forth and keep the power balance between the two of them. Those two, those two opposing ideas, or any two opposing ideas. Once that that was there was balanced between the two, everything will be okay. The problem is we don't have that balance anymore. And we don't have a way to maintain that balance in a society that you can sway 52% of the population with a TikTok video. So we have to rethink the way we approach our society and to not force people to think in dichotomies. So we I, have to be more broadband and broad-based in our ideologies so that there's, we don't wind up in this uh, dichotomy way of thinking. So wait, let me back it up a second and make it one easier for you. I don't disagree with what you said, but you're now asking all these people to give up the only thing I've known, and they might be on the cusp of utilizing that to their advantage, so therefore they might not want to give it up. Is that fair of, of you to go ahead and say, I want you to give up what the only thing you've been working toward and now move toward this idea or this standard? Is it fair? As fair as that can be. Because what they're looking to do is to find a way to become, make the situation unfair in their advantage anyway. You see what I mean? Yeah, but, you know, don't we agree so, that part of the point is we're looking for equal opportunity, not equal outcome? I'm not controlling the outcome of the situation. I'm controlling the opportunity in the situation. The but situation. you are limiting the scope of op, uh, outcomes because now you're taking away some of my uh, uh, ability to perform in the only manner I've known. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, but I'm taking it away from everyone at the same time. But um, that's like um, that's like saying uh, if an economic force crashes. So Bitcoin crashes, what happens? If you had Bitcoin, you're poor. If you didn't have Bitcoin, you don't care. So it's not equitable. It's not equality, uh, uh, equanimity. It's no none of the e words. You know what I mean? No, that's not. I'm taking. That's you. You. You're. That's a. That's a false dichotomy, because you're you're trying to leverage something that only a percent of the population has with something that everyone has. Fair enough. All right, I'll let that one go. So Brother Wolf? It, it's, it's just... I don't think it's going to happen because I don't... I understand that humans are animals first before we're thinking creatures as much as we want to be thinking creatures before we're animals. So I don't think we'll ever get to that point because the animalistic side of us the side that is 100% survival, 100% about our own uh, genetic continuation, uh, it's going to always get in the way of being able to make decisions that are for the greater good. 
So fair enough. We will always reach a point where someone's going to want to have more power because more power of in, in the situation means that I have more control over my survivability. I mean, so as, that goes back to the self-serving nature of survivalism. It, it's just what it is. It's, and remember, our whole, our, our real fight was in life is us against us. It's always been, it's always been, because we've reached a point where there is no external force to regulate our behavior. So we we have to either be the external force or we will be unregulated and which which means we'll do things to regulate the systems that we put into play to manipulate them to our behavior. Okay. So when it doesn't matter what society you build up, you can build a completely a complete republic, a complete ca- uh, capitalist democratic republic, and given enough time, it'll fall in ruin. You can build a complete uh, communist, uh, socialist, uh, egalitarian situation, and given enough time, it'll fall into complete ruin because there's nothing to regulate the human animal. Well, I mean, we're at the top of our. Well, what you're arguing is that uh, because the uh, the the material is flawed, the outcome will always have a flawed outcome as well. Not that the material is flawed, but the, the material, the process, the people, whatever. What yeah, the, the point like being this. is there's an input that's flawed, so everything that comes out is flawed. Yes. And the only thing we can do is hope for the best and, mo- and try to move towards the positive. But I don't know if the positive is going to be what we ever, ever get there. Ever, ever truly get there. That sounds defeatist. But the goal is to get me. close. Huh? That sounds so defeatist, especially coming from you. It's not. All right, so the idea is that you have to acknowledge the fight. It's like what you, it's like uh, the quote that Huey said. The, the revolutionary must realize that he's a doomed man. Oh, it's not stopping from fighting. Ooh, that, that, no, no, um, that it just hit a little too hard. I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> Humanity has to realize we will never survive eternity. Like that's not gonna happen. Nothing survives eternity. The goal is to get as close to being as perfect as we can be, and as close to being as fair as we can get. And that's what the goal should be of all humanity. And we just don't, we get caught up in all the small stuff. Fair enough. Well, on that downer statement, <laughs> I, I feel kind of bad thinking it's closing time now. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Not with that shitty burger, you know. <laughs> Jeez. See how he does this? He gives us shitty food. You know, I'll put a rugula on my I'll put a rugula on my next burger and make just for you. Whoa, 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 I expect it done before the end of the year too. And you don't have to have brioche bun, but you need to put some arugula on there, some butter lettuce, and it'll change the game. 
I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll. I was gonna see it before the next time I come on, but I'm not sure. I was you know. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna you some money, all right? <laughs> Probably before the end of the year. Fair enough. So with that said, you have anything else you want to add? Nah, man. Love you all. Fair enough. But with that Even said, you guys out there in podcast land. <laughs> with that said, remember fight the good fight. <laughs> I'm not else to add either. So Rev Ross is fighting a good fight. I'm saying make a good burger, brother. What would you say? Uh, I'm a little bit hungry after that. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're such a child sometimes. <laughs> so with that said, we've got YNB Collins, Brother Wolf, and Rev Ross. We're signing off for the Band Park Podcast. Hopefully, you learned something as we just got to shoot the shit with each other. And hopefully, the next burger will be a good Love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, a product of Benchmark Media, LLC. We would like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this review are strictly the views and opinions of each individual and does not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Our intro and outro music is Acid Trumpet by Kevin McLeod, licensed under the Creative Commons, Remember to contact us at the Real Benchmark Podcast at gmail.com or our website, www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us via our PayPal and buy Collins a drink. <laughs>